This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 94, Growing When Others Aren't. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Hi there, Ms. Unstoppable. It's 2021. We have made it to the other side of 2020. Woo-hoo. Are you excited? I am. I love the start of a new year. Even in the winter when I'm slowing down a bit and I'm taking things slow and I'm shedding a lot of layers and things that aren't serving me, which is is not the most fun process, let's be real. I still love January. I love the energy of setting new goals and starting a new year, just that fresh start. It's exciting. It reminds you of my school age days when you'd start a new grade. Just so fun, right? So I'm glad you're here. Today, we're going to be talking about growing when others aren't. This is a podcast that I have been asked to do for a long time, like years. (laughs) It is by far one of my most requested topics. And yet I haven't done it. Why? Because I feel like I hadn't mastered the concept yet. It was really hard for me for a while to grow. And I would get very frustrated with people who were not growing at the rate that I was growing in my personal life. And I feel like in the past few months, I have finally started to master this. So the student is becoming the teacher, my friend. I have an enlightened approach to this now. I'm not as human about it. (laughs) So I want to help you kind of take this enlightened approach because, man, does it feel so much better to look at it in this different way. So as I said, it's a highly requested topic among my clients because here's what happens. They grow and they grow a lot in a short amount of time in just a few weeks or months. And then they start looking at their life around them, their friends, their family. But most times, the person they're looking at the most is their significant other, be it a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. And they're like, listen, I've been growing so much. I know all this stuff now about how to, in essence, like be bigger than my brain, right? So I know how to overcome all this mindset stuff. And now I see all your mindset stuff and you're not changing it. And it feels really uncomfortable to them. And for a lot of people, they start questioning the relationship and they start thinking, you know, is this something that I can continue to put up with? But what happens is those feelings start to typically go away and the relationship starts to change and most times a very beautiful way. Okay. So 
you may be somebody who has not worked with me or a coach or any kind of development in general. And you're like, whoa, that seems really scary. I don't want to do personal development if it's going to change my relationships. And that's a legitimate fear. It was especially one of my big fears when I started all of this work was, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to leave my family behind and I'm going to outgrow people. And, and it comes up for me even now, you know, in 2020, I had a lot of growth in the way that I was stepping up as a businesswoman. And part of that was claiming and being more certain in who I am and the results that I can provide. And it changed my energy in my personal life. And, you know, a complaint that I would have often with my life coach was I felt like between my daughter and my husband that I was kind of like the Stretch Armstrong doll. You remember what those are? But that they would pull me back and forth because both my husband and my daughter are very certain people. In fact, both of them have considered a career in law at one point. So that gives you an idea which, where I have not. I am not like that at all. I'm very easygoing. And as you've probably heard on the podcast or if you coach with me, you know, I'm not here to put my truth on you. I'm here to help you find your truth. So that, again, is like makes me very flexible, I guess. So anyways, going back to when I was growing last year, I was changing a lot or so I felt. And I went to my husband and I said, listen, I just feel like I'm changing a lot. Like at the time I was growing so much, there was this buzz through my body and in my brain of all the stuff I was taking in and, and what I was implementing. And I said, I'm just really scared that I'm going to outgrow you. And he said, well, tell me more. And I said, I just I just feel like I'm becoming more certain and more empowered and that's going against a lot of societal norms. And, um, you know, I, I really like where I'm going and this feels right for me. But at the same time, there's that pleaser part of me that is scared that you're not going to like the new version of me. And my husband handled it so well. And he's like, oh, babe, I'm here for all of you. Like, I'm here to continue to fall in love with you. Don't worry about that. Like, you need to go where you need to go, which again, like A plus for him. He handled that so well. And that's all I needed to hear is just to feel relaxed. But it's interesting because it still comes up for me, right? Of even though I know better, I still have these fears of, oh my gosh, what if I outgrow the people that I love? And so if you feel that way, just know it's totally normal. And most times you're bringing those people along with you. That's most times, okay? That doesn't mean all the time. And your brain may be thinking, oh my gosh, well, maybe I'm one of those. I won't be able to bring them along. And I'll tell you, if it is a relationship that you do end up leaving, the way that I coach my clients on that is that they're leaving with peace and they're leaving with love. And it's not out of, you know, hate and this rushed feeling and out of sadness. Like they've processed everything if it is a relationship they leave. Okay. So we'll get to that in a minute. But I just want to calm your fears because, again, a lot of people don't want to do this development work because they're scared they're going to outgrow the people. And, again, most times that doesn't happen. Okay? So let's talk about it. What do you do when you're growing, others aren't, and it starts to feel uncomfortable to you? Well, here's why it happens. Okay? Yes, you're learning new things. And, yes, you're opening your eyes to new possibilities and it can be frustrating when others haven't learned those things. And you're like, oh, my gosh, person, you know, you're spinning in the same thing. And if you just use this tool, or if you just saw it this way or that's your inner mean girl or whatever, 
this would be so much easier for you. It's so funny because I had a client recently who said she went to a yoga event and they were all going around the room talking about, you know, I guess like a struggle or a problem. And she said, as each person was talking, she's like, oh, girl, that's your doubter inner mean girl. Oh, that's your critic inner mean girl. And she knows all this stuff now. And she's like, man, I just wanted to like hand out your cards, Lindsay, to all these women because I see, you know, how much you could help them. I'm like, go ahead, go for it. Um, But going back to it is, again, like you start to see things in a different way. And it's just kind of annoying, if not frustrating, when people aren't seeing that. So just know, too, that's part of it. And here's, again, why it happens. For a long time, you have had a dance with a person. And a dance is meaning like you guys have just had a way that you've fallen into the relationship. And you do certain things and they do certain things. You say certain things and they say certain things. And it just kind of works. And the dance flows. Maybe every once in a while, one of you will step on another person's toes or one of you will get bored with the song you're dancing to and you're like, hey, let's switch it up. And the other person may not want to. And so cause a little conflict. But what happens is when you're doing development work, like coaching with me, you do, you change so much. And so your dance changes completely. Instead of you doing, say, like the cha-cha with somebody, you start doing the waltz. And they're like, whoa, what's going on here? And it's kind of a shock to their system too. And so what happens for a short period of time is you get in this, this, I don't know what you want to call it, like this way of being where it feels like the river of misery is what we talked about. So what happens, I'll go and use another analogy. I promise this will all make sense in a minute. So what happens is some, it looks something like this. Okay. So you're just living your life on your own little land, having, you know, what you think is a fulfilling life for the most part. But then you come across this forest and I poke my head out of the forest and I say, hey, whatever your name is, come in here with me. I am going to guide you to an even more fulfilling life. Those goals that you really want that you're not getting, I'm going to take you there. And you're like, who is this girl? (laughs) Where did she come from? Like, my life is pretty good. Why would I want to go in this forest with you? That seems a little bit dark and scary. But yet it does seem appealing at the same time. Like, why would I want to do this with you? And so for whatever reason, they decide to go in the forest with me. And this is when somebody signs up for coaching. And so those first few weeks of coaching, we're like dark in the forest. (laughs) And it doesn't feel comfortable. It's like, whoa, we have gone and we've pulled all this stuff from my past. And, you know, again, we've shaken up a lot of things. And then within a few weeks, they start to see kind of the butterflies and they start to see the rainbow and the trees get prettier as we walk through the forest. But what happens too for some people is once we get to this, you know, better part of the forest, they end up in this thing called the river of misery that I mentioned, where it's almost like I've pushed them in this water and they can swim a little bit, but they're not great swimmers yet. Okay, so they know that they can't go back to the land they used to live on. They know they're out of the dark part of the forest, but they're not quite to the new location yet, this new island that we're going to build of their new life. And so they're just kind of feeling like they're almost drowning a little bit. And when other people are doing things, it feels really triggering to them because what happens is not only are they, you know, outside of that dance that they've been doing with somebody else. But they're seeing 
a reflection of their old self in these people around them. If you go back and you have listened to my podcast episode about judgment, I'll put a link in the show notes. But I talk about in that episode is that many times when we're judging others, it's because we're seeing in them what we have in ourselves. And so if you're looking at your partner and you're like, gosh, she's so negative. It's like, well, yeah, that's probably how you used to be. Or gosh, they just sit around and complain all the time. My friends do. Or all they're doing is talking about their weight and how they look. It's like, yeah, that's probably how you have been, right? And so it shows you even more where you were. And that's uncomfortable for people sometimes to see the the full depth of their life before. Because again, we get kind of stuck in our routine. We get stuck in our ways and we get comfortable and we think life is pretty good and it probably is. But then when you open the doors or go through that force and expand that, that awareness, you look back and you're like, wow, I actually had way more growth to do than I ever thought. I mean, this happened to me. When I signed up for coaching as a client, I signed up with the idea of this thought that I'm going to be a life coach. And granted, I wasn't all in on that. I was still working on some other career outlets, but I had the thought of that. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to be a life coach, then I have to go through coaching. And my coaching school required that too. And I thought, well, I'll just go through it as a client just so I'll know what the experience is like. But there was a part of me that really didn't think I needed life coaching. I know it's crazy to think about because I was post-divorce. I mean, there was so much I needed coaching on. I just had no idea, right? So anyways, I'm going through the process and I'm very quickly exposed to, wow, I was a lot worse off than I actually thought. I see now why I've had the patterns I had. And I thought those patterns were just part of life. I thought maybe they were somewhat healthy. I thought I could overcome them on my own, but it's so much deeper as to why I have those patterns than I ever thought. And if you're a client of mine, this is when we're doing the bullet hole exercise, right? And we're doing that inner mean girl interview. That's when you're like pulling all that awareness, right? And then we do that next week of the patterns and you're pulling all the societal patterns you've been programmed in. That's when you're starting to see like, wow, okay, now I see where I am has a meaning. It has this, this backstory to it of where it is. And that can be hard for people, right? So anyways, this is where they're at is this river of misery, right? Where they're almost to that new island, but we're not quite there yet. And so they're just seeing all these people around them and it just feels very triggering to them. And so just know, once again, I can't say this enough. It's totally normal. I can't tell you how many clients come to me and they think like their marriage is the one that is just worse than everybody else's or their friendships are the ones that are just, you know, so effed up. It's just not true. (laughs) We all typically experience this process through it. And that's why many times I'll tell people, do not make any relationship choices as you go through this process, especially in regards to a marriage or getting into a new relationship. Like just take these next few weeks and slow it down, focus in on yourself And then in a few weeks time, things are going to get better. And when I'm saying a few weeks, I'm saying like the first eight weeks of coaching, really the first 12 weeks, if I was to be completely honest in in my perfect world, like don't make any relationship choices. 
And then after that, okay, maybe, you know, you're ready for that. You know, ideally, you don't make any for six months if we want to go even more perfect. But, you know, those first, you know, as I said, two months, three months, like don't make any choices. I have one client in particular who's been going back and forth about her partnership with her boyfriend. And I just keep telling her, it's like, we're not making any choices on that right now. Like you are in the relationship and that's what we're like. We're working on you and we'll work on whatever that is later. Because again, the brain too likes to focus in on other people and other people's problems to avoid dealing with your own stuff. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> and yet it makes so much sense. I remember when I went to therapy, this is before I was in coaching, and every week I would go and I would sit there and I would talk about my then partner over and over and over and over again. And there was even one session I said, don't you think it's kind of weird that all I'm doing is talking about him all the time? And my therapist totally played into it and said, well, he's the source of your problems. Of course, we're talking about him. It like boggles my mind. She even went there because I, as a coach, would handle that so differently. She was giving all the power to him when it was all my thoughts that were causing those problems. But anyways, I regress. Okay, so going back, you're in this river of misery. It feels really uncomfortable. That's part of the reason why, you know, sometimes relationships feel a little bit funky. It feels funky to them, too, because you're not the same person. You're changing. You're evolving. You're growing. And so it likely brings up some fears for them of, you know, maybe abandonment or whatever, you know, kind of triggers they have. But what happens is in time is that you evolve so much that that stuff isn't triggering to you anymore. And two, you get to be so strong mentally that you're there for them, for them to work through their stuff. And they might not even realize they're working through their stuff with you. So let me give you an example of this. So I've seen this happen with me and my mom. So as I said, when I started coaching, I was so worried I was going to outgrow my family because I knew just by doing even a little bit of personal development work, it was going to be light years ahead of anything my family had ever done because they just, they're not feeling people. <laughs> they are, but they're just like, oh no, we don't go there. We don't do that kind of stuff, right? And so as I've grown with my mom, my mom will naturally come to me and say things to me that I'm able to hold space for her for. You know, she comes to me with certain fears or certain things she's worried about. And I'll just very, you know, easily hold the space for her where I'm not playing into whatever she's fearing or worried about. And instead, I'll be like, Mom, I know you feel da-da-da-da-da, but have you considered this perspective, da-da-da-da-da? And all of a sudden, like, you'll see a kind of a light bulb go off in her and it will calm her. And she'll start to think about things in slightly a different way. And as time has gone on, because now I've been doing this kind of work since 2013. So gosh, eight years, going on eight years, our relationship has changed and she has changed without us ever entering a coaching relationship where I've been coaching her. Just because I've gotten to a place where I can be so strong and I can hold that space for her and just present very casually a different perspective that maybe she didn't see. Hope that's making sense, right? 
So I see this with my husband and my daughter because those are the people I'm around the most. Now I am around my son a lot, but he's only two. So he's not really into, you know, all the mindset stuff. He's just little. But with my husband, you know, we had a certain dance for a while. That dance changed. It felt really uncomfortable to me. And anytime I do change, because I'm constantly evolving, it's uncomfortable for a little bit. And then we get into a new dance. And what happens is that he gets stronger because I get stronger and he doesn't even quite realize it. He'll just say little things like, man, you're just so much more confident or your emotions have really regulated. You're not as moody anymore. Or, um, you know, I really like how you do X, Y, Z, like you're really loving and supportive and you're not as critical of me. Right. And so that's how it'll come out in him. But what he doesn't realize is how much change I have given him without him even knowing it just from my way of being. Right. So I hope you're starting to get some tidbits here. I feel like in some of these episodes like this, when I go on these little tangents, And so I hope you're kind of putting together some aha moments for you. But I will tell you, if a client comes to me directly and they say, I just feel like I'm growing so much and whatever relationship it is, my marriage, my friends, work, whatever, it just feels like I've outgrown it. I will explore that with them and dig deeper to really make sure that their thoughts about that person is really intentional and the ones they truly want to be thinking. Because again, many times they'll unintentionally have thoughts about that person or that relationship, whatever you want to call it. And it's not truly the thoughts they want to think. Okay. So I'll give you an example here of one client came to me recently, said this exact thing. It was about her husband. And I said, okay, Like, tell me the thoughts. When I put him as a circumstance, what are the thoughts you have about it? And one of the big thoughts she had was he's never going to change. And so, of course, that's going to create feelings of things like frustration and sadness and all the things. And I said, okay, is that really what you want to think here, that he's never going to change? Is that something that's true? And is it something that's serving you in the relationship? And she's like, no, it's not true. Just her brain had gone to black and white thinking of, okay, let's figure out and find all the ways in which he hasn't changed. And let's focus in on that versus seeing it for what it is, is that sometimes he's changing and sometimes he's not, right? And that's true with all of us. In some ways, we're evolving and growing. In other ways, we're kind of just staying the same way. And that's okay. We're not meant to grow and change overnight in every single area of life. That would be exhausting. Yeah. And so she said, I do want to believe that he's changing. And I said, okay, we'll start thinking that. Say something like, I find proof every day that my husband is changing and growing. And so from there, she came at it from a different energy of being supportive and loving and focusing in on the positive. And so she's pouring that into him. And so then, of course, he's like totally into that. He loves getting that kind of love. And what happens? He wants to go and change more. He wants to be a better person. And so then the relationship improves. And in essence, she starts to get what she wants. And it's done in a way where she's not nagging and not feeling frustrated. 
Instead, it's, hey, how can we evolve and make this something better between us? Okay, now I know I'm like really taking this in because this has been a struggle for me, as I said. There have been so many times that with my husband, I'm like, I'm growing and you're not. And this is so frustrating. And I'm doing all this work. And you have no idea all the work that I have to do mindset wise. And you don't do it. And it's la 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 la. And this past year, especially the past few months, I've just really let go of that story. I'm like, Lindsay, that is not serving you. It is not serving your marriage. Like this is just part of your journey. If you're the one that holds more of the mindset work for the both of you, so be it. You know, he does other things. He is great at holding the space for the financial stuff. Like that's not my zone of genius at all, nor do I have any interest in any of that stuff. Like I get all of his work emails and they're like, oh, go listen to these podcasts and read these articles about, you know, maximizing your finances. I'm like, man, I cannot think of anything more boring. (laughs) And for him, that's sort of the mindset stuff. Like that's not his cup of tea. And so we balance each other out. And so again, I'm teaching my brain. Here's what I want to focus on. Here is how I want to move forward with this. Now, let's do address those relationships that do end. Okay, because it does happen. And this really goes back to a boundary thing. And there's this assessment I give my clients, a boundary one, and we go through it. And it states very clearly, I think there are 20 different questions on there. And they go in and if they can't fully say that they are doing that one thing, then they need to set a stronger boundary. So I'll give you an example. One of the boundary items on there is I don't allow anyone to talk me out of my own truth. Okay. So if you're sitting and you're reflecting on that and you're like, well, I do it here, here, and here, but I don't really do it at work and I don't really do it with my parents then you can't check that boundary. There's still work to do there. And so that just brings, again, a whole nother level of awareness for the person and for me as their coach to say, here's where we need to work on it, okay? So if somebody is coming to me and saying, Lindsay, I'm growing, the relationship is not, I'll, you know, if we dig deeper into that, I'll say, okay, what are the boundaries that they're crossing that you don't want them to cross? And then we'll get to work on that. And if it's still something in time where that person is just not, you know, hanging on to the boundary, they're not honoring the boundary, that's when we get to a place of, okay, is it time for the relationship to end? And are you ending that relationship out of peace and love and not out of, oh my gosh, I have to get out of this so that I can feel better? Because that too is you're going to still have the same work with the next person, believe it or not. I realized this with my marriage. When I left my last relationship with my father's daughter, it was like, oh, he's a narcissist. He cheated on me. Ugh, all his problems. Now, granted, I looked at some of my own stuff, but it wasn't until I got really settled into my marriage. Some of the same patterns of behavior started coming up in me. And I thought, oh, boy, I see now how I was even more part of the problem in my last relationship. And I have some work to do. And luckily, I've done that work for the most part. But it would have been great had I done that work before. Yes? Okay. So that's my take on growing when others aren't. I also really coach my clients on trusting themselves and trusting their intuition and knowing when it's time for something to move on, especially if somebody's in a dating relationship 
and they're like, I don't know, Lindsay, you know, should I stay? Should I go? You know, that's different than being in a marriage. That's different than being with in a family because a dating relationship is in essence supposed to be one where you can come and go. Same with friendships in some way, right? And so you you go and I have my clients make a list of all their ideal qualities that they want in their partner. And they can do the same if, if it's a friend's thing. And then they compare and say, does this person that I'm currently dating or these people that I'm currently friends with, do they have these qualities? And if they don't, am I okay giving those up? And for some of them, it's like, yeah, those are little things. I need to get over it. And we do the mindset work to do that. For others, it's like, no, I I really want these things. And so it's showing me that it's time for the relationship to end. And so then we we do the work for them to, again, leave that relationship with love and peace and not where they're trying to escape something. Okay? So that's what I have for you on this topic. I hope you got some nuggets from it. Feel free to ask me questions on this because Again, I get so many questions on this, and a lot of people want to tell me that all the details about the relationship to get my advice if they should stay or go, and it's really not about my advice. It's about me coaching you for you to find your own truth because I could sit here all day and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, girl, you need to leave him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be putting up with that kind of crap, but then what? Like, Then you're listening to me. And you need to find it in yourself of what your truth is. Because not only is it about the relationship and if you should stay or go, it's about you growing yourself, you trusting yourself, you growing your own brain and doing the mindset work to realize things. It's a process. It's taken me many years. I feel like, again, like in 2020 is when I started to really master this. I can't tell you how many times I would question things and... And now I just, I've built that muscle inside myself to really trust myself and to say, okay, do I want to do this with this person? Especially if I'm entering a new relationship. And last year I entered a lot of contractor relationships. Um, And so it was like, okay, where do I feel here? Do I want to move forward with this person? And I just started to get really good at trusting my own intuition because Again, if you're not picking up on what I just said there, it's not about the relationships you're in now and if to stay or go. It's about the growth of you growing that trust, as I said. But then, too, you're going to take that into new relationships and you're going to meet new people and you're going to have that skill of trusting where you need to go. And you're going to have likely these kind of lists or these visions or whatever you want to call them of these people that you want. And you'll be able to go back and say, oh, is this who I want or not? Because tangibly, I have this data here I've collected. I'm not going to get swept up by my emotions as much. I'm going to release it down and say, are these the kind of people that I want? Okay. All right. That's all I have for you for this first podcast episode of 2021. We have now gone to one episode a week every Monday. So I will see you back on the show next Monday for episode 95. I'll see you then. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. 
I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.